This is 88.5 NEPM. Lawmakers are demanding some more transparency into the Massachusetts emergency shelter system. I'm Carrie Healy, and this is Beacon Hill in 5, our look at the week ahead in politics and government in Massachusetts. We've got Colin Young from the Statehouse News Service on the line. Hey, thanks for joining me, Colin. Hey, thanks for having me. That conference committee report, otherwise known as the spending bill that passed in both the House and Senate and was signed by the governor last week, one of the provisions tied to the $250 million of funding with the state's emergency shelters is a clarity requirement. Colin, how did it get in there and what's going on with this? Yeah, so this to me uh, seems like a real direct line from some of the meetings that the administration had uh, back in August with House lawmakers. Uh, After those meetings, we started hearing from representatives that they simply weren't happy with the plan that the Healy administration was putting forward for the shelter system. uh, And they felt like they didn't have enough information about what was actually happening on the ground. Uh, So this, to me, looks like a way for the legislature to compel that information, uh, really so that they can go back to their districts, tell their constituents, their city councilors, their select board members, this is what's happening. Here's the number of families newly enrolled in shelters. Here's exactly how the state is responding. And here's how many people are on that wait list that the administration is now running. And under those provisions, Governor Maura Healey will be reporting out every two weeks. And Governor Healey has appointed Bessie Dewar to fill the Supreme Judicial Court seat. Justice Elspeth Seifer is giving up when she retires. So what's been the reaction you've heard to this appointment to the state's highest court? And what's next? This is a really interesting appointment. Uh, for, for one thing, uh, Bessie Dewar is not already a judge. It is the first time since the year 2000 that a governor has picked someone who is not already a judge uh, to be on the SJC. And so far, the reaction has been positive. Uh, In particular, uh, I heard from some reproductive rights uh, advocates who pointed out the work that Dewar did as the state's solicitor in writing briefs to oppose Texas's six-week abortion ban and working on other cases that involve abortion access and gender-affirming care around the country. Uh, And they think that she'll bring uh, that same approach, the defense of reproductive freedom, to the SJC if she's confirmed by the governor's council. You know, there are some so-called seasons that industries follow. There's uh, roadwork season in the summer and into the fall. There's construction season in the spring. Governor Healy's massive housing bill and new economic development plan she filed last week are now among a stack of bills in the legislature. Uh, Do you get any sense that there's pressure on lawmakers to take up those bills in order to make sure that they're passed before construction season? It depends on uh, who or when you ask. Governor Healy was asked last week if the legislature's glacial pace was an impediment to the things that she's trying to do, like that massive housing bill. And she held her fire, you know, and sort of just said, well, this is the way things go. And we all understand that there's urgency. But if you catch the governor when she's out around the state doing these sort of uh, campaign style events to promote her housing bill, there's a line that she goes to repeatedly, which is to call on people to call their state reps and state senators to advocate for this bill. And she says, housing construction starts will either start in the spring or they won't, Uh, sort of suggesting, you know, let's get this uh, done before 
the spring construction season. That would be uh, amazing. It would really be out of the ordinary for the legislature to tackle an issue that big with that many moving parts in it that quickly. Uh, To me, this seems like a bill uh, that we'll be waiting for on July 31st, the last day of formal sessions. It seems like that kind of uh, thing where it's going to really come right down to the wire. And we'll see. You know, Boston area water customers might be paying a little bit extra, a few extra pennies for every thousand gallons of water that they use drawn from the Quabbin Reservoir, a bill co-filed by Western Mass State Senator Joe Comerford and Rep. Aaron Saunders provides this what they call dose of equity for communities around the watershed. What is this all about? Yeah, this one is absolutely fascinating. The idea here is to compensate Western Mass towns that protect the Quabbin Reservoir and its watershed for the fact that because they have that responsibility of protecting the water for Eastern Mass, they can't develop that land. By adding a small surcharge onto the Eastern Mass water customers, it would go back to, to towns in Western Mass for all sorts of things, public safety, health, uh, road construction, just basic municipal needs. Uh, but it draws on the history about 100 years ago of the uh, eminent domain takings and floodings of four Western Mass towns to build the Quabbin and tries to sort of make up for that or at least start to make up for that now. Colin Young is a reporter with the Statehouse News Service in Boston. Thank you, Colin. Thanks, Gary. This is Beacon Hill in 5, our weekly check-in at the Statehouse. You can subscribe to this podcast and others from NEPM at our website. That's nepm.org slash podcast. This is NEPM. 